I think, you know, the biggest thing that I would say to people is like, there's no good time to start. Like, you're never going to feel like you have enough money. You're never going to feel like you're ready enough. You just kind of have to, and it'll work itself out if it's meant to be. I'm Carly Zakin. I'm Danielle Weisberg. Welcome to Skim from the Couch. This podcast is where we go deep on career advice from women who have lived it, from the good stuff like hiring and growing a team to the rough stuff like negotiating your salary and giving or getting hard feedback. We started the skim from a couch, so what better place to talk it all out than where it began on a couch? So please welcome... Sarah Larson Levy to the couch. Sarah originally moved to New York to work in fashion in 2009. And like a lot of people in the city, she started taking fitness classes to stay in shape. But after a while, she got fed up with the traditional workouts and yoga classes. So in 2013, she and her now husband, Mason, started their own yoga company, Y7 Studio. And over the past six years, it's gone from a small weekend pop-up in Brooklyn to a national chain. Y7 has been named one of the fastest growing companies in the U.S., and it's definitely a favorite here at Skim HQ. So we're going to talk about how she did it and what she learned along the way. Sarah, welcome to the couch. Thank you guys for having me. We're thrilled to have you. Congratulations. Thank you. So let's get into it. Okay. Skim your resume for us. Oh my gosh. It's a skim, so got to go fast. Okay. Uh, I graduated from the University of Wisconsin in 2009. I moved to New York shortly thereafter, started working in fashion. I actually took a job in retail to just get to the city. And I shortly thereafter started working for a experiential marketing firm called Brandwich, which did branded sandwich wraps. And then went back to fashion and started working at a multi-line showroom as a brand manager. And then this. (laughs) So the this, the this, uh, what, what is this? What is Y7? This is Y7. It is sweat dripping, beat bumping, candlelit yoga. Yoga for me was really hard to get into. I actually pinched my sciatic nerve in 2012 and yoga was the only thing that I could do. So I started going to classes around the city and I hated it. The mirrors, the bright lights. I hated being told that I had to look at somebody else and look like somebody else. I hated that I was told how to breathe. I hated that I was, I had to look at myself in the mirror constantly. And then there was the issue of consistency for me. As like, you know, someone who was very budget conscious as a 26-year-old, it was, I never knew what I was getting when I went to classes. It was always something different every time. And that really frustrated me. I could get a really great vinyasa class that was all about strength and the poses and, you know, and then I'd go to the same place the next week at the same time. And it was literally me laying under a blanket for an hour. And it was really confusing for me. And it made me really frustrated because I would have to go do something else after that. So what, what is Y7? How is it? So like walk us through kind of three bullets of what makes it different. So it's completely dark except for candlelight. We use infrared heating to heat the room and there are no mirrors and the focus is completely on the client. So my instructors do not talk about themselves. They don't talk about their personal experiences. It's really for the client and what they're experiencing in the room, no matter what they're going through. And there's a part of class called Flow on Your Own, which is basically for anyone in the room to take the sequence how they want. Have you guys seen the ugly, delicious episode where they talk about like pizza and what is pizza? And is okay. So it's basically like 
they go through like different cuisines and it's like, okay, pizza means one thing, but there are all these different ways to do it. And hearing you talk about yoga and what traditionally is yoga, it kind of just triggered something in my head. Like, have you gotten any pushback at all about like, is this labeled yoga? Is this not yoga? How does one define that? And when you were building the brand, did that come into your mind? I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, this isn't for the person who's been practicing yoga for 20 years and thinks there's only one way to practice. That's the beautiful thing about yoga is that it's for everybody. There is no one way to practice. And I think that has gotten lost in all the different factions of yoga. There's karma, there's jiva mukti, there's bikram, there's vinyasa, there's ashtanga. And like, everyone has their own set things. And I don't think that people should be forced to do that one thing. So many of our clients are like, I've never done yoga. I thought it wasn't for me. And then I did Y7 and all of a sudden they're going on yoga retreats. They're trying a meditation class. They're doing all sorts of different kinds of yoga because we broke down that barrier for them. I want to talk about how this all started, which is this was not you woke up one day and were like, okay, quitting my job. I'm going to start today. New thing. No. This was a side hustle. We love a good side hustle. Oh, good. Tell us about your side hustle. I really credit this to my husband who's like, has this crazy like business mind. Like I was like, I just want my own. Like I want, like, I want to do what I want to do. And I want to tell someone what I want to do. And I want them to do it for me. And so he was like, okay. He's like, I got us an LLC. We now have a business. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then we hired teachers off Craigslist. We auditioned them on the roof in our building. We just like, they taught for free. It was really new yoga instructors, like people who also had other jobs who were just like, I just got my training. Like, I want to teach. And we held this. It was just supposed to be a little pop-up. We held this pop-up for probably four weeks. And at the end of that time, someone asked to buy a package. I lied to her and told her that we were, you know, in the process of finding a permanent space, blah, 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 blah. I'd email her when it happened. We ended up finding one. They were like 300 square feet, bare bones, but like a thousand bucks a month. And like, great. We started from there. I held four classes a day, two in the morning, two at night um, on the weekdays. I would wake up, open for the 7 a.m., check in the 8.15 a.m., and then let the teacher close and lock up. And I would go to work. And then I would leave work at 6 and open for the 7 p.m., check in the 8.15 p.m., most likely take and then close and then go home. And then I do it all over again. At what point did you realize, okay, this is no longer a side hustle. This has to become something. Oh, it took a while. It was like two years in. Wow. I made the choice. Like I was, I traveled a lot for work. I was answering the phone. Like if you called Y7, like back in the day, like you called me, it got forwarded to my cell phone and it was too much. I was getting sick a lot. And I was like, well, you know what? I'll try this. Like my husband made more money than me. So I left my job and he kept his, we could continue to kind of pay the bills. That was really it. You know, the biggest thing that I would say to people is like, there's no good time to start. Like, you're never going to feel like you have enough money. You're never going to feel like you're ready enough. You just kind of have to, and it'll work itself out if it's meant to be. So you guys know we're on our How to Skim Your Life book tour right now. And that means that we have a lot of outfit changes. And one of the things that made it much easier is third love, because with all these outfit changes, you need different bras. And we all know how that goes. It is not the easiest thing to do. And third love really helps you out. 
Yes. Uh, every bra has straps that do not slip and tagless labels, which means no itching. Thank you. Uh, also, like, why didn't that be uh, like, why isn't that a the standard? The best ideas are the simplest yeah. ones. Uh, Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash skim right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. I'm literally doing that right now, although it's not my first purchase. Uh, but that's thirdlove.com slash skim for 15% off. So I want to talk about um, the idea of doing th- doing this alone. And I don't mean you as a person doing it alone. Obviously, your husband was super involved, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning. But growing a business, either with partners, without partners, and then with co-founders or without co-founders. So let's actually start with the co-founder part, which is, what is it like to start a business with your husband? Don't ever do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would never recommend doing it. It's really, really hard because the lines get like super blurred And you find out people's different working styles. Like I am someone who has a clear inbox. My husband has probably around 14,000 unread emails. That stresses me out so much. And over 100 unread text messages, which I don't understand how that, I just don't get it. (laughs) Like when Postmates will text message him, he just doesn't open it. And it drives me, like it drives me crazy. (laughs) But that's just how he is. And he's fine. When you guys, when you had the idea, were you married? So we had just gotten engaged. What do you think was the bigger commitment? (laughs) Oh my God, the business. A hundred percent. There's so much more. There's so many other nuances. And we just work so differently that I would get so frustrated with him. So at what point were you, did you realize, okay, like love you at home, but it's time to, time to not do this together. Probably when like, probably around like a year, six months after he left his job. To do this too, to do Y7, like to Mm -hmm. like, you know, help me grow it and really, you know, do everything. He is now no longer with the company. Um, He has his own startup and is doing his own thing. And I love it. How did you guys make that decision? Um, We were not in a good place as a couple at all. And like, I kind of like joked to my corporate team that they saved our marriage, but they really did because it was, you know, for so long up until the middle of 2017, it was just him and I. Like, that was it. We were doing payroll, scheduling. Like, it was real estate, business development, everything. And when you, like, have that long day and you come home and you sit on the couch and you look at the person and you're like, you asshole, you have not answered the email I sent you six hours ago and you are sitting there looking at Instagram and I want to bite your head off. It's like, it's not a good, like, it doesn't Did he feel the same way? Oh, I'm sure. When he decided to leave, was that for you as ignoring the the marriage part, but uh-huh. just for you thinking about your co-founder, did you feel nervous about losing the co part or was it yeah. an opportunity for you to build confidence? It was a little bit of both. Like he's still a board member. He's still like there if, you know, I need advice or anything like that. Um, but it was actually like, it was really scary at first. And I was like, oh, we have to hire like someone to fill that role like immediately. But it was really important for me not to hire like the wrong person just to get like a body in the door. Um, and like through that, we've now, you know, not had anyone backfill his role for over a year and it's totally fine. So let's talk about Y7's mission. 
and the brand yeah. and the branding because it's a huge part of the experience. Um, you're also expanding a lot. Yes. Um, how do you think about scaling and keeping that brand and culture? Yeah, it's something we spend a lot of time and money on. Um, learning and development super, super important to me. I think, you know, our mission as Y7 is to break down the barriers to yoga and make it really inclusive and accessible. I think if you Google yoga, it's just like, you know, a very beautiful, tall white woman in a matching yoga set with like lots of colors and things like that. And that's not really the whole of what the practice is or really, you know, the only person who can do that. And we're really trying to change that mentality. My biggest fear as we expand is that the experience won't retain its authenticity. And that's, you know, the thing that we work really, really hard at with, you know, our teaching support programs. We have a whole teaching support team who's going to take teachers classes, making sure they're staying like inspired, that they're happy that, you know, they're staying on brand with the sequencing and making sure it is accessible for everybody. I don't want people on the team who are just there to like kind of like ride this up or just like, I really want to be in fitness. So it's hard because everyone is trying to kind of get into this space and get into it now. So ha- like, I want to kind of pause on that yeah. because I-, I would I would say like if I was interviewing to work at Y7, like I would think it's a good thing to tell whoever's hiring me, like I'm really looking to transition into fitness. What is the red flag for you in that or what's not working for you when you hear that? Y7 is not just pure fitness. Um for me, we have a lot of other business lines. We have the retail, we have our continuing education program. What we're really trying to do is more sort of be a lifestyle brand. So for me, I need someone who understands the customer service aspect of it. And it's not just like you're a trainer or you're in fitness, like this is a service business. So I really like people who come from hospitality. Mm -hmm. I like people who come from restaurants. I like people from that world because this is a service business. If you have a bad front desk experience, it doesn't matter how good the class is. You will not go back. That's a really interesting way to think about fitness. And I think that that makes a lot more sense when you think about the trends and the brands Mm -hmm. that are coming up. There isn't a deficit on yoga classes, but I think there's always in competition when you walk in and you feel like that experience is above and beyond. That's what makes me come back as a consumer. So we've got one more segment, a lightning round. Okay. Um, We're going to go quickly. Okay. What did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Fashion designer. College major. Communications and consumer science. First job. I worked at a pet store. Ooh, good answer. First time we've had that. Worst job. Uh, Catering. Worst professional mistake you ever made? Someone told me there was a fire and I thought it was a real fire. <laughs> Wait. Like, there's One a of fire my bosses was like, oh, you know, we have to reschedule this call. Like, we're putting out fires over here. And I was like, oh my God, are you okay? I was like, do you need me to call 911? Oh my God, that's so good. That was the most embarrassing thing that's ever oh, happened that's to me. The best. That's really funny. <laughs> um, first call when you get good news. Uh, my husband. First phone call when you get bad news. My husband. When's the last time you negotiated for yourself? Uh, December. Go to interview question. Have you been to Y7 before? How do people know when you're stressed? Oh, I have a vein that pops out <laughs> in my forehead. <laughs> cute. It's not cute. It's really <laughs> okay. Um, what Sexy. Tr- what drives you? 
uh, my team. What's your shameless plug? Oh, everyone go read and repost our anthem. We brought our uh, internal mission and core values to life for all of our clients to see. Thank you so much. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next week for another episode of Skim from the Couch. And if you can't wait until then, subscribe to our daily email newsletter that gives you all the important news and information you need to start your day. Sign up at theskim.com. That's the S-K-I-M-M dot com. Two M's for a little something extra. We are on a 10-city tour right now, meeting lots of skimmers and talking to amazing moderators about how to skim your life. That's right. Our book is finally out, and we cannot wait for you to read it. It covers all the most important parts of being an adult, like negotiating your salary, saving for retirement, and the most important thing, reading a wine list. It's the perfect gift for a recent grad or anyone who could use a crash course in adulting. It's the kind of book you're going to want to have on your coffee table so you can keep coming back to it. So what are you waiting for? Go get your copy at theskim.com book. That's theskim.com book.